Welcome back to Throne Hands. It's me, it's Jarrett. And Jarrett, how are you feeling about the card on uh well tomorrow as of this episode coming out? How are you feeling about it? Well, you know, a lot of stuff has happened. Um, stuff can still happen, but excited for a card that has been through a lot, you know, even after all that it's been through. Um, not the strongest pay-per-view by far. Um, last pay-per-view of the year, I believe, and it's I don't know if it's lived up to that sort of title, but, um, you know, good fights everywhere. You know, uh, if guys show up, it can be a lot of highlights, I think. There's a lot of big power guys here, a lot of good grapplers. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, I am too. So you and I are just going to hop right into it. Uh, fun card, fun card nonetheless. Um, here we go. All righty. So – we're gonna we're starting with the prelims, early prelims. I'm just gonna touch say them real quick. Uh Billy Quarantillo versus Alexander Hernandez. That's actually a good fight. Oh, this is uh dang, they added more to the early prelims. Um yeah, TJ Brown, Eric Silva, good stuff there, but let's get in the first prelim of the night. Chris, uh this is on ESPN two, I believe. Yes. Chris Curtis versus Joaquin Buckley. Um Chris Curtis uh, coming off a loss against Jack or Manson. Weird fight. Joaquin yeah. Buckley's coming off a win himself. And I think he said that after this fight um, against uh, Nasruddin Imamov, um, but uh, he lost to Imamov. My bad. But uh, but he beat Makhaev Durev. Um But interesting fight here. Uh, this is definitely going to stay standing, and I think someone's going to get knocked out. Jared, what's your thoughts on this one, man? Absolutely. I mean, Curtis, Curtis looks a lot out of the counters. You know, he was able to really utilize those counters and a couple of his earlier, his first round against Hawes, he used a really good counter. Um, Hawes was really looking like he was controlling him. Uh, Curtis caught him with the counter. Real nice uh, finish there. But um, Buckley seems like more of a um, variety hitter, you know, and I think he has a little bit more power. I think, like you said, it's going to stay on the feet. And I think if I'm going to give – I think it ends in knockout. So um, I think if if I'd have to pick who ends up getting the knockout, I'm going to say Buckley. I I'm going to say I'm gonna say Buckley too. I mean, Chris Bur- Curtis is mainly a boxer. And, like, you, ma- you made the good point there. Joaquin Buckley is a lot more diverse in his strikes. So that's that's where I see Buckley getting the win by knockout. Buckley's got good cardio. He showed that versus Imovov, so. Yeah, for sure. All righty. Dacha, uh, I'm going to get it, Jarrett. Lungiambula, there we go, versus Edmund Shabazian. Um, I did it, man. Shabazian cut ties with uh, Tiverdian, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, I was seeing something like that. That was the best move he could possibly make. Yeah. Like, he was, uh, 
he was Shabazzian was holding him back. And yeah. I think, you know, you know, throw out a couple of theories here, but if Ronda Rousey left Shabazzian, I think, I think she could have held the title for longer for a more diverse skill set. But that's that's another thing. But Shabazzian needs to get back on track. Losses to uh Hermanson, Brunson, that Brunson, that was unfair. And uh Nasur Dean Imamov. Um I mean, he, he he's lost to a lot of good guys. He hasn't fought in over a year. He needed that year off. What's your thoughts on this one, man? Absolutely. Um, I think a lot of those, the big factor was the cardio. A uh, big part of what I heard, what I was seeing, um, that he switched camps was also he wasn't happy with his cardio. So, um, like you said, his losses are very quality losses. But, um, you know, they're three in a row. You know, that's not a lot of not a lot of momentum going into this one. And, um, you know, Lungambula is it's still a young career for him, two and four in the UFC. Um, he has one finish against Daquan Townsend. That's in his debut. He's also been finished three times. Um, you know, he's powerful. He's athletic. Um, he has one takedown in five of six of his fights, and he had five takedowns in his last three fights. So um, he's also very good in judo. So, you know, this is a weird matchup for Shabazian to come back to after that drought, you know, and the place that he's in. This is This is a very tough matchup to come back to. It it is. It's a tough matchup. And, you know, like you said, Lungian is, you know, trying to get back into it a little bit. Um, you know. So, I mean, he's on a three fight skid. And I think they're just trying to give, you know, I hate to say it, but I think Shabazian might be just they're trying to give him somebody to get him back on track a little bit. But so I because of that, I'm going Shabazian. I think he could I mean his groundwork's phenomenal. I think he's gonna take it to the ground, do work there, get it by submission. What do you think, man? I was going to say Shabazian by a unanimous decision. All righty. But I agree if he has that cardio under control, you know, he could definitely push to get a finish mm-hmm. there for sure. Oh, definitely, man. All right. Uh, man, Chris Dawkins doesn't get a break. Um, <laughs> Jarzinho Rosenstreich versus Chris Dawkins. Uh, I actually saw Chris Dawkins' last fight in person. He should move down to 205, I believe, but we're talking heavyweights here. Uh Rosenstreich, uh, kickboxer, Dawkins boxer, and he can do he can, he has the jits to get it done, but I don't know about this one, man. Um, I mean, Chris Dawkins' last two fights were Derek Lewis and Curtis Blades, and he got he got knocked out. Uh, but I I don't I hate to say it, but I don't see it going any different against Rosenstreich. Me neither. I have a I have Rosenstreich by KO. Even though I think it's a 50-50 fight, I think it's I think it's a fairly close fight, but I think I'm still giving the edge to Rosenstreich. Um, once again, like we said about um, uh, Chris Curtis, Rosenstreich's a very counter counter striker. Waits for you to rush in. Um, I think he's a better striker, and he has more power than Dawkins for sure. Um, Dawkins's highest win is against uh, Abdurakhmanov. Um, he's also beaten Olenek, but um, he either he either KOs or gets KO'd. So, I I'm gonna get I'm gonna give the edge to Rosenstreich definitely because I think he's a better striker and has more power. Yeah, I, I think Rosenstreich might knock him out, but Dox is one of my favorites. If he loses this, I hope he comes to his. Uh, well, I actually asked him on Twitter, "Do you have you in, in the comments section? Would you consider moving down to two hundred five? And he said he would. So. Mm. I hope uh I hope he might do that. All right. This is interesting. Yeah. Uh Raul Rosas 
versus uh, Jay Perrin. Rosas, he is a senior in high school. <laughs> Make his UFC debut at 6-0 against Jay Perrin, uh, 10-6. Um, not, not the greatest UFC career. He's lost his two fights. This is probably the last fight on his contract. Yeah. Dude, I hate to say it, but I, 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 I mean, Rosas is young and has promise, but at the same time, he's 18. He is a kid in the UFC. Like, the parent, parent not only is 0-2 in the UFC, he's also 0-2 in Bellator, and he's 0-1 in the Contender Series. And this is a really bad matchup for him against Raul. Um, but like you said, he turned 18 two months ago. You know what I mean? So he's a good wrestler. He's a good grappler. Uh, he keeps control. Uh, you saw the pretty flashy almost submissions in his decision in the contender series. Um, this is a really good matchup for him to help him develop. But, you know, that's the big problem with Raul is you need to wait for him to develop. Like, he's a fresh 18-year-old kid. Like, this is a type of talent where, like, if you want to see him develop properly, you're maybe looking at one, maybe two fights a year for the next couple years, and you got to give him a couple more softball tosses, I feel. Because he's not nearly as strong or as fast or as durable as what these older guys are. So I, I'm going to give Raul the edge in this one. I th Even though I think it's going to be a decision against a weak, uh, weak UFC fighter, all, all respect to Jay, obviously, but a weak UFC fighter, he is 0-2. Um, I'm going to give Raul the edge, though, on a decision. I would love to see him work a submission, you know, maybe step up a little bit get something working. Um, but like I said, great wrestler, great grappler. Um, as long as he doesn't stay on the feet too long, uh, Jay's not very dangerous. Um, so hopefully just gets control and either pushes his way to a UD or a submission if he can. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, th I think Rosas might, I think he, I think he'll win it, but it's 50, 50 for me. Then again, like I said, we both said he is a child. Yeah. So, <laughs> Um, he's going he up against a grown man. Parents. He had to have his parents sign off for the contender series. Like that's right. Yeah, because he was seventeen. That's crazy. Man. That's wild. That's anyway, let, let's head up to the main card, dude. People's main event. Well, mm -hmm. the hardcore's main event right here. Uh, people's main event is Patty, but this is the hardcore's main event. Bryce Mitchell versus Ilya Toporia. Bro, I have been waiting for this fight. This fight is going to be awesome. Uh, yeah, Bright, yeah. Bryce Where Mitchell, first off, that one loss is off uh, Ultimate Fighter. His professional career, he's undefeated. Just know that. Um, I don't know why they include it, but that's not my business. Ilya Taporia, before the UFC, grappler, could submit you anywhere. But once he got to the UFC, uh, he, he all of a sudden uh, got thunder in his hands, and uh, he's been sparking people. Yeah. What's your thoughts on this one, man? Well, uh. Tapura's fight against uh, Jai Herbert, you know, that shows just a little bit how promising Tapuria is. Um, he was losing that fight, you know. Jai was really touching him up, and then Ilya was able to find his way to a knockout there, and he took that one on a week's notice. So, um, you know, he's 4-0 in the UFC, three KOs or TKOs, um, and those were his last three wins. So it's like that's um, – <laughs> he's got a lot of – a lot of stuff going into this one. Um, but then Mitchell is, is 
a lot of people's favorite fighter. Um, I think he's got, you know, just about the same momentum. He's he's more of a decision slash unanimous decision type guy. Um, he has unanimous decisions over Edson Barbosa and Andre Feely. So um, he's a relentless pressure too. Uh, I think this is a toss up. I think if it goes to the ground, it's going to be even more of a toss up on who's going to get the decision. But I'm going to give the edge to Ilya, and I think he gets it done by knockout. Here's my thing: if Bryce Mitchell can't take it to the ground, he he's he's going to get sparked. There, there's no Jai Herbert has the longest reach in lightweight division. Tapuri doesn't even fight up there. He just took you know I'm going to take this fight, and once he figured out the range. Uh, that's the one time I've ever done a stank face, like to the, to the television. Like, oh my gosh, that was <laughs> gnarly. But I I think that, like you said, once it gets to the ground, uh, you know, we see Bryce Mitchell. He's he's he attempts twisters like like it's his bread and butter, which is insane. But Toporia is a fantastic grappler as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he took uh, what's his face, Jai Herbert to the ground uh, after eating a a head kick. So. He's very aware down there. So I'm going to take Tapuri by knockout. I, I, I want that to happen. I think that will happen. All righty. The gorilla, Darren Till versus Dreykus Duplessis. Uh, the South African is going up against uh, the Scouser and Darren Till. Um, Darren Till, you know, he, he's been on a little skid as of late, losing to Robert Whitaker. Very competitive fight. It was a very competitive fight. And then he got subbed by Brunson back in September off a bum knee. Duplessis, he's very good, but it he needs to slow down against Darren Till because I think he he might get he he'll get his chin, chin touched if he yeah. if he goes in there like he usually does. Absolutely. Um, Till's other two losses are solid too with um Masvidal and uh, Woodley, so it's. He's been around, but I mean, to say he's been in a rough stretch is to say the least. Absolutely. Um, I'm really hoping he can get back up. Um, comes in in the, the best form possible. I, you just, you can't really go in and talk about matchmaking and like say like, whoa, he's he's going through all this. Like, don't expect his best. Like, you got you to look at these fighters like they're at their best to make the true decision. Um, and I feel like if he's on his best, uh, he's really a tough matchup for Duplessis. But um, Duplessis is pretty, pretty, really good. 5-0 and last five. He was 0-7 for 7 on takedowns versus Tavares, though. Um, but like you said, he rushes uh, forward. So he's not very good on, on the mat, but can wrestle, can grapple. Um, better conditioning, I think, than Till, and I think that's going to make the difference. Um, and I, I got Duplessis by a uh, decision. I think this one goes to a decision. I think, uh, you know, we're going to have a little bit of parity here, Jarrett. But I'm going to go Darren Till by knockout. I, until I trust. I love the guy. And I think, dude, he's looking shredded. He, he's never come in like this shredded since welterweight. So he's prepared. He went to Thailand, I think, to, you know, get his stuff done. He's <laughs> He was a teammate with Marvin Vittori there for a little bit. So that was... Oh, I would have loved to hear that. But, you know, I got, I got Darren Till. All right. This is a fun fight. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but Robbie Lawler had to pull out due to an injury. Oh, I think I mentioned on the last episode. But Santiago Ponzinibbio versus Alex Morono. Morono coming on a short notice. This will be a catch weight at 180. Um, Ponzinibbio, um, oh, his last two fights have been so close. He both splits against uh, Jeff, Hands of Steel, Neal. And uh, Michelle Pereira, 
Pereira, rather. I apologize. But, I mean, and then before the Neil fight, a fight of the year contender against Miguel Baeza. But Morono has been on a streak himself, uh, you know, beating Cerrone. Uh, he's knocked out a couple guys in a row. So I, man, new UFC website angers me, but. Um, it's been frustrating me all week looking at yeah, stuff. Yeah. Apologies. Hey, I, I love the design. Just, just uh, touch it up a little bit, please. <laughs> but, oh yeah, beat on a three, four fight win streak against Cerrone, uh, Zawada, Gall, and Semmelsberger. So good fight here, man. Um, before uh, Pons Nibio's uh, health problems, he was streaking, man. What was your thoughts on this one? Um, you know, Morano, this is a this is a good fight to take. You know, Ryan a little bit of lightning. Last three fights were uh wins by unanimous decision. They had the TKO over Cowboy. Um I'm I'm still gonna give just because he's on short notice, and I'm really one of those guys who's always skeptical against guys who are going into a fight on short notice. Um I'm gonna take uh Ponzini uh Santiago by uh decision. Yeah, I think Santiago Ponzinibio's Really good, especially on a short notice thing like this. A little too good at, in this type of situation. So I'm gonna take Ponzinibbio. But hey, good, good, uh, good matchup here. I wish I wish they gave him time to uh, to prepare because that would have been a really fun fight, and it still will be. But all right, the people's main event: Patty the Batty Pimblet versus Jared Gordon. This is a challenge for Patty, and I can't wait to see how he goes by the uh. Luigi Vendramini, uh, Kazula Vargas, and uh, oh, what's his face? Um, who did Pimblet fight last? Um, oh, uh, Levitt. Jordan Levitt, yes. Um, you know, subbed uh, the latter two and the former, he knocked out. But Jared Gordon is he's a tough test, man. What's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, um, Gordon's been around for a while, you know, uh, he had a loss to Oliveria back all the way in 2019. Um, he only has one finish that was in his debut, but, um, in his last fight, he landed five times as many strikes as, uh, Leonardo dos Santos. And I uh, also defended three takedowns. So, you know, however, Patty decides to get it to the ground to get to his grappling, um, he may struggle with that, you know, and that five times as many strikes in his last fight really shows how, how tough Gordon can be on his feet. And absolutely, like you said, this is a tough matchup for Patty. And hopefully he really, really steps it up. And I think if he finds a way to get to the ground, he can push to, I think he either gets a decision, but I want to see a submission out of him. I want to see Patty get a submission. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, you know, Jared Gordon made the point. I'm not afraid of anything after what he's been through. He's been through a lot. Look up, look into his story, man. Uh, you know, drug issues, you know, he had some problems, you know, that things that happened to him as a child, but inspiring story. So, you know, if you think you're having a bad day, look at this guy and said, you know, I can get through it. But anyway, I think, I think Jared Gordon will win. I, I really do. Um, My, my gut's telling me it. I, and, you know, if they, like, I think I am confident that if they put Patty Pimblett up against a competent striker, he he get you get knocked out, and I think I don't think Jared Gordon's quite there yet with his striking, but I think he he's better striking than anyone that Patty's faced, and on the ground, especially with his wrestling, I do think he can give Patty some challenges. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I I completely agree with you. Um, I think 
I said, I said, I think Pandy's going to get it done by decision. Um, just going to find a way to squeak it out. I think, you know, crowd noise also does play a factor sometimes into the judges scorecard. And um, Patty's getting that, uh, you know, Gordon's not too dangerous, but it's going to be a test. I think Patty squeaked by by a decision, even though I'd really like to see a submission out of him. Yeah, I, I got Jared Gordon by decision, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about Patty again in a sec. But, oh, man, supposed to get uh, Yeri versus uh, Teixeira, but, you know, things happen. But good news for Glover, he will get the next title shot. I think Dana White said that on Patty's podcast. But we're here to talk about Jan Blahovich and Magomed Ankalaev. Um, good. Couldn't ask for a better backup plan, I guess. Yeah. But, um, this is a tough one, man. Magomed Ankalaev is really, 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 really good. Yeah. Um, it's it like you said. It's about as about as tough of a backup option as it gets. Um, I'm really excited for this one. Uh, of course, Jan's last loss was to uh, Glover. Also off to um, Alexander Gustafsson. Um, he lost to uh, Anderson by unanimous decision, which he avenged later. But um, he's got wins over uh, Rasic, uh, Adesanya, Reyes. Uh, Cure love, cannoneer, like Jan's been around here for a long time. But um Ankalaev is he's tough, man. You know, another Dagestani fighter who's just working his way up the ranks, you know, and he's starting to take out light heavyweight contenders too, you know, uh, wins over Krylov, wins over uh 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 Smith. He's got two KOs versus Kudalaba. Um there's another one I'm missing in there. Um uh Odes. Ozdemir, uh, Vulcan Ozdemir. There you go. Yeah, but um, his one loss was to Paul Craig, um, by a triangle choke in like the very last bit of the fight. Um, so I think it's gonna. I don't see a knockout. I think it's gonna go the distance. I think it's gonna be close. I think both fighters are gonna be, uh, pretty pretty precautious of what they're doing. They don't want to get caught. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, and Kaliyev by decision. Main event. Yeah. As much as I love Jan Blachowicz, I, I I think, and the reason I want Jan Blachowicz to win is so he can beat Glover to share, and then you'll fight Yuri, and then we got a Czech Republic versus Poland light heavyweight title. I hope that's what happens, but I don't think that's going to happen, sadly. I think Magomed and Kaliyev beats him. Uh, I think it's going to be like ground and pound, like third round. Uh, and if it's not that, it's going to be Ankalaev by decision. Uh, I think Blahovich by knockout is the last, like, op- like last option because Blahovich isn't winning a decision against this guy. So I got uh, Uncle I have by TKO. But there we go. That's uh, two eighty two. Great card. Uh, interesting things have happened in the MMA world, not concerning fights, but um, I mean, all right. So if you didn't hear if if you pay attention to MMA, you know Patty Patty Pimblet and Ariel Helwani have a little bit of little beef going right now um MMA hasn't had a decent beef in a while um but uh Patty claims uh, you know Patty wants money for interviews now and such um Helwani wouldn't give it to him and Patty claimed that you know Helwani's just making money off fighters and you know 
I'm not choosing sides here, but he made a poor decision going after Hawani because he basically just disproved everything he said. And it's just like, you know, Hawani doesn't pay fighters because it's integ- journalism, journalistic integrity, and he gets paid a salary for MMA hour and stuff like that. So it's an interesting situation, Jared. Yeah. Um, not sure how I feel about that, man. Like, that's uh, making money off of fighters. Like, that's kind of what I'm going into. Like, yeah, you can say I'm making money off of fighters, but like, the fighters are making money off of what Ariel is putting out about them. You know, like Ariel's putting out these uh, tweets and articles and talking about them on their podcasts, news shows, stuff like that. And fans are watching and be like, you know what? I am, I'm going to go follow this guy on Instagram. I'm going to go watch his last fight on YouTube. That's revenue that's going to the fighters then, bringing, like, bringing their names up. You know, um, at the same time, you could write this off that this is publicity for Patty. You know, a fight coming up, he wants to get some stuff stirred up. And, you know, he's been stirring stuff up for weeks. We talked about that last week with how he's been in the news trying to spar Jake Paul. Like, dude, you got a fight coming up in two weeks. Why are you focused on that? So, um, you know, you could say it's publicity for Patty, but I don't know. It's a very, very different situation, you know? I agree, man. You make a good point. Like, it's just uh, it's just an odd situation. I don't know. but I thought uh, um, Dana... Did Dana announce um Usman Edwards? Ooh, yes. Um, so I know the London uh pay per view was announced. Um, I th- I'm sure Usman and Edwards are headlining it. I think that's like the I don't remember when it is. Third week of March. Uh, I think it's UFC two eighty six. Uh, let's take a look. I'm taking a look right now. Yes, sure London. It's... London in March two thousand twenty three, March eighteenth. So. There we go. That'll that'll be a fun. That'll be a fun little uh tussle. Um but they're doing it 02 and not um Wembley. Uh so tickets are gonna sell out in an instant. Um which stinks because Wembley has a roof now. So it is what it is, but um but yeah, that'll be a fun card, whoever gets put on it. Um but yeah, that'll be fun. I can't wait. Um, what else has been yeah. going on? TJ Dillashaw retiring. Ah, uh, yes, yes. So it is confirmed. I know on what uh, Tuesday's show, I said it's not confirmed, but Helwani confirmed it. Um, um, some people are like, "Oh, he's just retiring to you know get on the get on the juice and heal up." I'm like, dude, he's thirty six, thirty seven. I don't think he doesn't need to fight. <laughs> Especially not with a messed up shoulder, like no, take two years to recover, and then you're pushing forty. Like, no, nah, I'm good. Just you had success. Like, just he's made the money. You're good, man. Like, no, yeah. I mean, Cejudo, uh, put his. That's what Cejudo really got me to see. People were saying that like Cejudo made a whole bunch of tweets. It's about how he's trying to get out of the USADA testing pool and stuff. Like, that's all this is. I'm like, I, I honestly, I like Henry just because he's a wrestler, but he's just trying to stay relevant at this point. Like, just bringing up stuff that, I don't know, doesn't really have any weight to it. But Yeah. I don't be, know. Yeah. It's fighters. Never, <laughs> exactly. It's fighters. That let, let them speak their minds. It's fun. But <laughs> Dana White revealed what happened to uh, Yuri. 
um, yours at the gym, his shoulder popped out. Someone else, I think people at the gym tried to put it back in it, tore his shoulder. Just yeah. go to the hospital, man. Go to the hospital. Dana yeah. White will pay you, pay for everything. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't get it, but um, what else is there? Um, it's been it's been pretty chill. Um, yeah. Uh, ooh, uh, UFC. Uh, the the press conference is like an hour before the recording of this ep. It actually started right when we recorded this episode. So, oh, oh Justin Poirier, we got to talk oh. about this. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Oh, what yes. what was did you so staff infection? He wasn't responding to antibiotics. Very unfortunate. He he just got released from the hospital, but he just got back in for surgery today, and now he's back home. I'm pretty sure. I'll check Twitter, but he said he's. I think he said he was heading home. But dude, what that was? I'd never seen anything like that. Yeah, it was. Oh, it, it, it was Brody. It it, it was, was disgusting. It was like, genuinely grody. Like, it was bad. What um, I think is funny. Your foot looks like it's melting off, and you have like Twitter beefs with like three people going on. Like, yeah, what, and he he had this. What? what? It was like a yeah. staff infection. Yeah, it was. It was a staff infection. It was. Yeah. It was bad, man. I don't, that was terrible. Uh but hey, he just had surgery. I maybe I hope it wasn't a debridement, but all the best to. Um, all the best to him. He's he's we love Justin Poirier here on uh Throne Hands. Yeah. Um ooh, okay, this will be fun. ESPN released uh their top twenty-five under twenty-five. Um number one is Usman Nurmagomedov, and I don't think I can really disagree with that. That dude is on another level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh number two, Aaron Blanchfield. I think she could be number one. That was a beat down of Molly McCann. Yeah, that was that was. I got that one wrong for sure. Yeah, uh, I'll just go through the ten: Muhammad Makayev, Michael Morales, uh, Macy Barber. Okay, Christian Lee. Oh yeah, the one championship guy. Uh, Tatsuro Taira. Uh, he's a flyweight. He's very good. Uh, Hassan Magomed Sharipov, uh, younger brother of Zabit. Oh man. We miss you a beat. Come back if you can, please. But but killed in medical school. Um, but yeah, it's Chase Hooper's thirteen. Lots of lots of young guys. Uh I think I think Rosas was ranked at twelve. Um I'm very interested to see how where he'll end up next year. Um yeah. it, I I'm very intrigued and I hope he hope the UFC doesn't feed him to monsters. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll... I didn't look this up or anything. Who was the youngest fighter in the UFC to start before him? Oh, um, I was about to say, I, I never looked uh, up. Let me, let me, youngest, I'm going to look up youngest fighters to debut. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is important. Good thought. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, sports Kita. Uh, Nick, uh, Nick D. All right, five shout sports. Kita, um, Nick Diaz, um, at number five, twenty years, fifty five days, crazy. <laughs> Robbie Lawler, twenty years, fifty one days, shout ruthless. Vitor Belfort, 
19 years, 312 days. Uh, Sage Northcutt, uh, 19 years, 216 days. Uh, and uh, Dan Lozon, 18 years, 198 days. So uh, Rosas will be the youngest fighter to debut in the UFC ever. Mm-hmm. That's wild. It's it's wild. And like, I just, I mean, obviously great success to Rojas. I mean, he whooped me if we ever fought, but like, it's just, that's, that's a while. That's a while to be in the UFC, man. Like that's from such a young age. Like you can argue he's not even fully developed yet. Like, no, he's not. Fight, Mike. I, I, no Are one you? gets their man body in, in the, in high school. There's that's a difference. It's, he doesn't have man strength. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, he's a kid. He's a kid. He's not. He's he's gonna end his career at like fifty five or seventy. He's not gonna stay at one thirty five his whole life. Yeah. There's no way. But uh, you know, I think I think that wraps up the episode. This was a banger, man. Uh, right. Any final thoughts on this card or what's been going on? Nah, just reach out to your college uh, family members and friends who are through finals week and stuff. Wish everyone luck. Good luck to everyone listening who's going through it. No. Yeah, and good luck to anyone in high school doing finals too. That's that's yeah. that's and, and in the in the few middle school, some middle schools do it. Good luck. Yeah, good luck finals. It's it's a strenuous time, I must say. But oh, anyway, I'll say something. I finished undergrad uh, yesterday, so woo! I I I go on to uh, grad school next month, and oh, uh, we'll keep doing the podcast. But anyway, Jarrett, thanks for coming on again. All right. Yeah. Um. So we'll come back with a review of UFC 282 sometime Monday or Tuesday. So that'll do it for this episode of Throwing Hands. We'll see you guys next time.